Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue through the book of Jeremiah. We are on chapter 3 today and Jeremiah is bringing forth warnings to Israel. They are in sin. They are worshiping false idols. They're sacrificing their children to these false idols. They have false gods that they're worshiping and they're not repenting. They're not turning back to God. And he compares Israel to an unfaithful wife. And in that, we'll start with verse one of chapter three. If a man divorces a woman and she goes and marries someone else, he will not take her back again, for that would surely corrupt the land. But you have prostituted yourself with many lovers. So why are you trying to come back to me, says the Lord? Here he he compares them to divorce and, and separating themselves from God who loved Israel, still loves them. God doesn't ever stop loving us but he chose Israel to be this chosen, amazing nation that would reflect God's glory and all the nations around would then in turn see God and, and be able to experience God and his glory because of it. But Israel is not choosing God. Israel is in sin and judgment is coming and Jeremiah is crying out to them. The time's coming in verse 2. Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a prostitute beside the road, waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in a desert. You have polluted the land with your prostitution and your wickedness. That's why even the spring rains have failed. For you are a brazen prostitute and completely shameless. Yet you say to me, Father, you have been my guide since my youth. Surely you won't be angry forever. Surely you can forget about it. So you talk, but you keep on doing all the evil you can. And he he's saying, look, you, you cry out to me, but you're not repentive. He hears their cries, but he, they're not repenting. And they they continue to rain and or to to sin and because of that there's not even been any rain they they're experiencing this drought and he says look repent turn back and clean house so that god can radically pour out his blessings but they refuse in israel his the covenant with israel is they will get the land that is unconditional but their covenant relationship with god is the blessings from god will come if you honor me, put God first, love God and love people. And they're not doing that. So they're going to experience curses instead. And that's their choice. They're well aware of this covenant promise. They agreed to it. In verse six, it continues. During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, have you seen what fickle Israel has done? Like a wife who commits adultery, Israel has worshipped other gods on every hill and under every green tree. I thought after she has done all this, she will return to me, but she did not return. And her faithless sister Judah saw this. She saw that I divorced faithless Israel because of her adultery. But that treacherous sister Judah had no fear, and now she too has left me and given herself to prostitution. Israel treated it all so lightly, she thought nothing of committing adultery by worshiping idols made of wood and stone. So now the land has been polluted. But despite all this, her faithless sister Judah has never sincerely returned to me. 
She has only pretended to be sorry. I, the Lord, have spoken. So here he's talking about Israel. Israel and Judah have separated into two separate nations. And Israel, the northern territories of Israel, they were taken over and brought into exile and destroyed by Assyria. And Judah saw this happen. And even that did not shake them to repentance. They saw this happen. And even then they didn't turn back to the Lord. In verse 11, then the Lord said to me, even faithless Israel is less guilty than treacherous Judah. Therefore, go and give this message to Israel. This is what the Lord says. O Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again, for I am merciful. I will not be angry with you forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. Admit that you rebelled against the Lord your God and committed adultery against him by worshiping idols under every green tree. Confess that you refuse to listen to my voice. I, the Lord, have spoken. Return home, you wayward children, says the Lord, for I am your master. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, one from this town and two from that family, from wherever you are scattered. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. And when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possess the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even remember them. And there will be no need to rebuild the ark. In that day, Jerusalem will be known as the throne of the Lord. All nations will come there to honor the Lord. They will no longer stubbornly follow their own evil desires. In those days, the people of Judah and Israel will return together from exile in the north. They will return to the land I gave your ancestors as an inheritance forever. I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land the finest possession in the world. I looked forward to your calling me father, and I wanted you never to turn from me. But you have been unfaithful to me, you people of Israel. You have been like faithless a faithless wife who leaves her husband. I, the Lord, have spoken. So here he speaks to the future millennial kingdom when at, when Jesus returns and Israel and Judah both combine as one and they are given the land and they are repentive and they do know that God is God and submit and repent and turn to their Lord and Savior. In we have that hope that the faithful remnant, those who remain faithful, who were scattered afar, will be joined together and there will be restoration and redemption. In verse 21, Voices are heard high in the wind-swept mountains for weeping and pleading of Israel's people, for they have chosen crooked paths and have forgotten the Lord their God. My wayward children, says the Lord, come back to me and I will heal your wayward hearts. Yes, we're coming, the people reply, for you are the Lord our God. Our worship of idols on the hills and our religious orgies on the mountains are delusion. Only in the Lord our God will Israel ever find salvation. From childhood, we have watched as everything our ancestors worked for, their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters, was squandered on delusion. Let us now lie down in shame and cover ourselves with dishonor, for we and our ancestors have sinned against the Lord our God. From our childhood to this day, we have never obeyed him. So here there's that, that turning and, and that turning back to God. And they, they denied Jesus. Jesus was crucified and the Jewish don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And they don't. The Messianic Jews do. 
there is a faithful remnant that is standing firm in faith and God will redeem them and restore them and honor their faith. But he wants sincere faith from repentant, from a repentant heart. Salvation is a gift we receive by faith. It's not a reward we earn. We earn by being religious or going through the motions. And he, he will call back the faithful remnant, those who stand firm, are repentive, and do have a sincere heart after the Lord. And the Israelites, they trusted in the ark and the, and the religious rituals, but these were all just temporary things that pointed to something spiritual and eternal that they didn't take sincerely with all of their heart. And they're going to face punishment, he says. And they they think they're secure. Judah thinks they're secure. They saw Israel be taken over by Assyria, but Judah thinks they're secure. They think it's not going to happen to them because the temple is in Judah. The temple is in Jerusalem. But God says, the, the holiness of God has left the temple and you have corrupted this temple and there is punishment coming. And with that, we'll continue in verse one of chapter four. Oh, Israel, says the Lord, if you wanted to return to me, you could. You could throw away your detestable idols and stray no more. Then when you swear by my name, saying as surely as the Lord lives, you could do so with truth, justice, and righteousness. Then you would be a blessing to the nations of the world, and all people would come and praise my name. That is God's desire, y'all. Then continuing in verse three, This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. Do not waste your good seed among thorns. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord, or my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. Shout to Judah and broadcast to Jerusalem. Tell them to sound the alarm throughout the land. Run for your lives. Flee to the fortified cities. Raise a signal flag as a warning for Jerusalem. Flee now, do not delay, for I am bringing terrible destruction upon you from the north. A lion stalks from its den, a destroyer of nations. It has left its lair and is headed your way. It's going to devastate your land. Your towns will lie in ruins with no one living in them anymore. So put on clothes of mourning and weep with broken hearts, for the fierce anger of the Lord is still upon us. In that day, says the Lord, the king and the officials will tremble in fear. The priests will be struck with horror and the prophets will be appalled. Then then I said, O sovereign Lord, the people have been deceived by what you said. For you promised peace for Jerusalem, but the sword is held at their throats. The time is coming when the Lord will say to the people of Jerusalem, My dear people, a burning wind is blowing in from the desert, and it's not a gentle breeze useful for winnowing grain. It is a roaring blast sent by me. Now I will pronounce your destruction. Our enemy rushes down on us like storm clouds. His chariots are like whirlwinds. His horses are swifter than eagles. How terrible it will be, for we are doomed. Oh, Jerusalem, cleanse your heart that you might be saved. How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? Your destruction has been announced from Dan and the hill country of Ephraim. Warn the surrounding nations and announce this to Jerusalem. The enemy is coming from a distant land, raising a battle cry against the towns of Judah. They surround Jerusalem like watchmen around a field, for my people have rebelled against me. Your own actions have brought this upon you. This punishment is bitter, piercing you to the heart. 
She was like, judgment is coming. Punishment is coming. It's here. And the people were deceived by the message of peace claimed by false prophets. They were like, oh, that had that false confidence. It can't happen here. We're Jerusalem. After all, we have the temple and the Ark of the Covenant. We're safe. We can do what we want and get away with it. We can sin and got to look the other way because we have this cloud of safety. And it was delusional. It was false. God is after our heart, not our religion practices or our actions. He is after our hearts. He sees our hearts. And he knows what they're really thinking and feeling and doing. And he knows that they're only doing these things out of action, but their heart is corrupt. They are chasing sin and if they would have chased after God with their with all their guts, God would have blessed them instead of judged them. But they are sinning. They trusted political alliances instead of trusting on God. They worshipped false idols instead of worshipping God. And we'll continue in verse 19. My heart, my heart, I writhe in pain. My heart pounds within me. I cannot be still. For I have heard the blast of the enemy trumpets and the roar of their battle cries. Waves of destruction roll over the land until it lies in complete desolation. Suddenly my tents are destroyed. In a moment my shelters are crushed. How long must I see the battle flags and hear the trumpets of war? My people are foolish and they do not know me, says the Lord. They are stupid children who have no understanding. They are clever enough at doing wrong, but they have no idea how to do what's right. I looked at the earth and it was empty and formless. I looked at the heavens and there was no light. I looked at the mountains and hills and they trembled and shook. I looked at and all the people were gone. All the birds of the sky had flown away. I looked and the fertile fields had become a wilderness. The towns lay in ruins, crushed by the Lord's fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined, but I will not completely destroy it. The earth will mourn and the heavens will be draped in black because of my decree against my people i have made up my mind and will not change it at the noise of charioteers and archers the people flee in terror they hide in the bushes and run for the mountains all the towns have been abandoned not a person remains what are you doing you who have blundered why do you dress up in beautiful clothing and put on gold jewelry why do you brighten your eyes with mascara your primping will do you no good your, the allies who were your lovers despise you and seek to kill you. I hear a cry like that of a woman in labor, the groans of a woman giving birth to her first child. It is beautiful, Jerusalem, gasping for breath and crying out, help, I'm being murdered. So Jerusalem, he sees Jerusalem crying out in agony at the coming destruction and judgment. And God would have blessed them, but they chose sin. They chose evil. They chose wickedness over God. And they chose to put their alliances in these false alliances, the nations around them who are the very ones that come in and destroy them. And Babylon did come in in 586 BC. This all came to pass. And judgment did come, but we have that hope, that faithful remnant that chooses Christ, that stands firm in faith, but remains strong. And God gathered them together and he set them free to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild and rebuild the temple. And that is where we will end today in our journey through Jeremiah. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most wonderful day.